and welcome to Shake It Not Noob, the podcast that's totally prepared, totally read everything down, wasn't spending the entire day stacking rolls of toilet paper into his car from the work office supply closets. Another day, another box of stolen toilet paper. <laughs> I am your host, Fuzzy Dan, and on the, um, and on blah, blah, blah. And on this episode, I'm joined by a man who is covered head to toe in hand sanitizer. It's a very crisp Mr. Doody Dutrum. Hello, how are you? Very good. I'm very sicky. You're very shiny. Yeah. <laughs> you look As like I... Danny DeVito coming out of a couch. Yeah. Or when he comes up a flight of stairs and friends when he's a stripper. <laughs> he didn't tell me there wasn't an elevator. <laughs> <laughs> how you doing? We had, uh, a, we had a pretty good night last night. We did indeed. Uh, thank you very much to the team at Fortress Melbourne. And Ubisoft. Uh, and Ubisoft. I'm Ubisoft. Stu- it's Ubi. Yeah. I'm going to continue to say it that way, All even right. though somebody says it's wrong. Um, yes, they, they hosted a uh, Rainbow Six Siege event. Uh, they were uh, launching the new two operators that were coming through. Um, so we got to go along there and check it out. Now, Fortress Melbourne, for those of you who are unaware, is the new esports venue for Melbourne. And I'm telling you right now, this place looks fantastic. Yeah. Uh, we were only allowed in the uh, the first day, uh, first area of their main auditorium. Yeah. Um, and it's just covered everywhere with Alienware equipment. Uh, there's a massive stage and screens and panels and lights. It's fantastic. And then downstairs, they've got even more like intimate areas where you can go and hang out. It looks fucking amazing. So if you're into esports, you're in Melbourne, check it out. I think it opens this week. Yeah, this Friday. Yeah. There we go. So Friday, the 4th of March. 12th? 12th. That's yeah. the one. Uh, Friday no, the 13th. 13th. There we go. Yeah. Friday the 13th of March. Yeah. Uh, so go check it out. It's um, it's it's super fun. We're going to be going there next week. We may be recording our episode live from that place yeah. if we can get in. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that might be the uh, the new recording uh, venue rather than unnamed bar in city. Yes, unnamed bar because they won't pay us. Uh, yeah, we, we'll be checking that out. It looks great. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, if, you've, if you're into esports in Melbourne, that's the place to be. Yeah. Um, so, yes, thank you again uh, to Ubisoft. We checked them out last night, these new uh, these new operators. Yes. Did you actually get to play them? I didn't get to play them, but I got duped by them. <laughs> ah, I see. I uh, see. So, we've got uh, Ayana, who is a... Uh, she's an attacking operator for Rainbow Six Siege, and her ability is she throws out a holographic decoy yes. that the player actually controls. So, um, you can't fire, so there's, there, you won't be able to deal any damage. But you have uh, someone else broke open a doorway, go, shit, okay, I, I don't know what's behind that door. Send the decoy in, and you control the decoy, and it plays exactly like, you know, playing normally. Yeah. But when someone shoots it, they go, ah, it's a decoy, and they realize there's no one behind it. It um, looks really cool when it actually switches on when you're watching the other players. A little uh, a little Iron Man watchdoggy, not watch, uh, Iron Man watchdogs, cyberpunk sort of stuff, like yellow hologram. I'm just going to say, it's a little bit like Loki from the like the Avengers. Yeah, like, it's very, yeah, it's very much that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I was defending a point and uh, I saw something come through and I went, I shot it and then it just went and disappeared. I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> Position um, revealed. Yeah, so that's the new, uh, the, the new attack of the new defender is... In layman's terms, the Kool-Aid man, he can run through walls. Oh, yeah! Um, so I think he'll actually probably come in handy, especially when it's like, cool, there's someone behind this wall, rather than like breaking the wall out and having a bit of a peek. You literally just smash through the thing and... Yeah. Yeah, yeah nice. Well, there we go. So check him out. I think they're available now. Available um, now, yeah. Yeah, for Rainbow Six Siege. They took like, what, was it five years? Five years, yeah. They've been going for five freaking years. 2015 That's the game came out. That is a long time to be continuing a game, so they're doing really, really well. Yeah. Um, it looks like a lot of fun. I played on PC for the first time. and What do you think? Got, I got hammered. I was still trying to figure you out were the on the You were on the actual, the big sort of showcase stage. You went on a side machine. You were on the, on the stage. That's right, baby. Go big or go home. 
Yeah. And uh, I did not get good. Uh, I got done. Yeah, I watched and I went, <laughs> what's the, uh, I watched and went, what's the fuse doing? And then just bang. And then, and then I've just seen your hands raise up. <laughs> I'm just like, that's fuzzy. Motherfucker. You had a riot shield, but you were standing. And I'm like, rookie mistake. Yeah, I didn't know how to crouch. <laughs> C. Yeah, I, was, I kept pressing the tab button. And it makes you lie down. I was like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. My only negative about the whole experience is like, You'd go in and you'd play it and then you'd push a button that would you would perceive to be go forward and it's reload. And it's like, no, some guy's gone in there, changed the key bindings. I'm like, oh, I have to go yeah. back, reset to default, and now I'm good. Yeah, some of those, like, and especially like after playing on console for such a long period of time for those kinds of games, yeah. you're used to things being in certain places and then it's like, oh, fuck, what do I, how do I do this thing? Yeah. So, so yeah, it's, it's a, little bit, uh, a little bit off-putting. But look, looks like a lot of fun. I think there, there are going to be a lot of people very happy with this release. Next week, I will, uh, I'll do a review on the two new operators as well. So if uh, people are interested and want to know what uh, what is the game about, what are, they, what are the new operators about, weapons, weaknesses, so on and so forth, uh, you'll be able to find out. Exactly. Uh, well, look, buddy, let's get into the news this week because there's a couple of things that came out. Yes. Uh, the first one I'm going to talk about is, uh, well, they're both videos that we watched this week. Yes. Uh, one of them uh, was the gameplay trailer for the new Spawn character in Mortal Kombat 11. It looks pretty wizard. It, <laughs> it looks wizard, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> let's go play ball. Um, yeah, no, I thought it was pretty cool. I liked it. Yeah. Um, I've already reinstalled my Mortal Kombat 11 after watching that trailer. Ah, excellent. Um, solely because I want to play Spawn and I want to play Joker. Um, Joker I'll is still the worst fucking character to put in that game. Last time I played it was, uh, I think we are at PAX and I played as the Terminator. And I'm like, Terminator's alright. Hey, he's real slow, man. Real slow, but real powerful, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, I do like how, like, as, as his flesh sort of comes away, you start seeing the robot underneath. That's yeah. pretty fucking So cool. I have reinstalled that. I'm going to give that another bit of a crack. Um, but hey, Todd McFarlane Spawn. I mean, say what you will about Todd McFarlane, but Spawn's pretty cool. He's got the uh, got the chains going on. He's got, got the, the axe, the guns, guns, the cape, and his uh, his like his ultimate abilities and stuff like they're just crazy. his fatality is pretty brutal. Yeah, pretty so, wizard. So check him out. There, he looks like a lot of fun. I think he's he's out now too. Uh, if oh, he's not coming soon. soon. Yeah. yeah, he's coming yeah, very yeah. soon. Um, so yeah, if you're still into Mortal Kombat, um, yeah, that's that was last year. I think about this time last yeah. year. Yeah, last year. Yeah. So uh, so this I think this is the final character release though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So there we go, uh, new Spawn character, and we also got the new big gameplay trailer for the worst keep secret in gaming, yeah. Call of Duty uh, Fortnite mode. <laughs> Call of Duty Fortnite mode, 150 players, it's free, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, I'm just going to say, they... We talked about this last night as well, yeah. I, I'm so annoyed by this trailer because I had to watch it all the way through because they had Mama Said Knock You Out from LL Cool J playing in the background like a modified version. I was like, I fucking love that song. Mama gonna knock you out. Mama said knock you out. I'm gonna knock you out. It's fucking great. It's such a cool song. And they had that playing. I was like, fuck you. I want to listen to it. Because it's actually a very cool version, like how they did it. Okay. And they did a lot of the timing to, you know, the guns and all sorts of action happening. Yeah. It was actually quite a full-on trailer. Quite brutal in some parts. Like, at one part, this guy kicks another guy into a, like a rotor of a helicopter. Like, does he die or does he just fall over? And no, he, he, shoots him, he shoots him in both his legs and then as the guy's falling over, he kicks him backwards into like the, uh, the, 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 rotor spin, of the side yeah. rotor of the helicopter. It's pretty cool. All right. There's uh, some really cool moments in there which are fun. But yes, the big, the big takeaway is Warzone, it's officially called. Um, yeah, it is a battle royale mode, 150 players free to play, which is really yeah. interesting. 
150 plays is a lot as it's well. It's a lot. Uh, and look, but I, I know like the, like the way that they play their maps, I think that's probably about, well, it's, I think it's usually 30 aside for the big maps. Yeah. Um, so now we're talking like more than double that. So yeah, 150 players is a lot of people. You've got squads, you can revive teammates, all the rest of it. It's It looks interesting, but I think the free-to-play aspect's got me bothered. The Because uh, it's free-to-play, but the way that they've monetized their $70 to $80 game already yep. is fucking disgusting. So imagine what it's going to be like on the free-to-play servers. You're like, starting to see things in my perspective. It is fucking disgusting. It was also yesterday... March 10th, Mario Day. It was. And people talking about their favourite Mario things. <laughs> um, did you also see, uh, I do not know if it's in the news, yeah. but the new updated trailer for Ghost Recon Breakpoint. I did not, please tell. So what they're doing is they're making a new mode for the game because a lot of people, including myself, weren't very happy with the uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint having more of the division aspect in regards to leveled gear. So yeah, you'd yeah, find yeah. a, a M16 that's level 5, two seconds later you find one that's level 7, yep. and your guns shouldn't level up. Like, division, maybe, fine, but Ghost Recon is Ghost Recon. It's tactical, it is it is espionage, so on and so forth. Yeah. So they're making this new mode that comes out on March 24th, yeah. um, which is called Immersion Mode, yeah. where... When you pick up a gun, it doesn't matter what level... Like, there's no levels for guns anymore. You've got the gun, that's the gun, that's the statistics. Sure, sure, you can't sure. alter it. You can go into the gunsmith and, you know, extended magazine and all that sort of stuff as you normally can. Yep. If you reload your gun uh, with ammo still in the mag, you lose those rounds. So if you've got six rounds left in your magazine, you reload, you lose six rounds because you throw I the magazine. I hate this game already. I hate it. I hate it. When you what putting it out there, it sucks. That is the stupidest fucking mechanic oh, I've yeah. ever heard of. I reload constantly. Oh, I've shot two bullets. Better load my 32-round yep. magazine. You can, you can alter the settings so you can make it custom, but the, the immersion, like, so you can have a mixture of yeah. uh, original release gameplay, immersion gameplay, or a mixture of the both. So you can alter the settings to I'm your play. Say, it's fucking stupid. It's as stupid as those fucking Warcraft servers that made you walk everywhere. You can't run around in all that fucking but that's, a, that's stupid. It's a stupid idea. I, I, I like it because... Fucking no, sorry, done. <laughs> if sorry, I when this, you when you reload done. a gun, you you've got six rounds left. And it's like it's the thirty, it's thirty six rounds or forty rounds. I got six rounds. Left. I don't give a shit. And you see him throw the magazine away and just put a new one in. No, why are you giving the six? He's throwing the empty mag away. No, sorry, that's not how games work. I'm sorry. I know that most of the people in our community will back me up on this one. Well, the good news is you can change. We're going to start a poll on this. Okay. It's going to be a. It's going to be a poll about reloading magazines. Do you instantly reload the moment you shoot? And you've got, oh, three seconds, reload. I guarantee you most people no, no, say that's yes. That's not the thing. The poll would be, do you care that if you reload, do you lose the clip, the, the rounds in the magazine you don't use? That's, that's, a, that's the poll. The habit, though, is to automatically reload all the time, right? And Ghost Recon Breakpoint is all about sort of survival. It's, it's all about being fucking stupid is what it's about. That's what it is. They clearly don't want my business. Anyway, uh, you can also... Uh, oh, I'm angry. There's also... Uh, you can uh, change the mode. So you, uh, the immersion mode as well is you can turn the HUD completely off. So it's an actual, like... You get an object, uh, a mission that says, okay, it's southwest of here and you actually have to go look for it. And uh, you'll also have the uh, the option to have different weapons on your back if, you, if you're only running around with one machine gun and your pistol rather than two big weapons. Yeah. And uh, how uh, bullets actually affect your character. If you get shot in the arm, does your arm go, like, limp? And do you have to actually... Heal yourself after every hit you take because you're 
your limbs are getting hit. If you get hit in the kneecap, you can't sprint. See, I need the Hunt Showdown level of realism for medica- medical care in this one. So if you're on fire, you wrap your arm in a bandage. Uh, <laughs> you know, if you get shot in the head, wrap your arm yeah, in a bandage. Everything can be solved by your arm in a If it's Hunt Showdown, if you get shot in the back of the head, it's laugh profusely. <laughs> and then wait six hours while the game fucking loads. Yeah. yeah. So um, you can you can change the settings on this as well. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Dave from Super Movie Brothers and I are going back and playing it. Sure. Uh, I think it's like, you saw it for like 30 bucks or something in JB Hi-Fi yeah, at the moment. Yeah, super cheap, man. Definitely worth 30 bucks, especially with this new sort of update they're doing for it. Ghost Recon Breakpoint. It's, it's gonna, it's going back to its core roots with this update, which I'm very excited for. So Excellent. There we yes. go. Yes. Well, that's the news for this week. Yes. This weekly news. Ha ha. Ha. Now we're moving on to the main theme of this week, yes. which is the reviews section. Uh, we've got two games to review this week. I want to start with yours because I have no idea about your game. Talk to me about what's going on, buddy. You played an indie game and you kind of liked did, it. I did play an indie game and this is the best I indie game. I played an indie and I liked it. <laughs> I played an indie game and I did like it. It was uh, It's called Risk of Rain 2 and I have Ooh. to thank the G-Man and Shrimp for this one because sure. uh, it is a... Uh, it's really, really simple and there's no story. There's no... <laughs> There isn't. You, you essentially hit start game, you pick a character, and off you go. Uh, and the the way that the game sort of works is you're in a escape pod from a sort of a spaceship that crashes on a planet. Mm-hmm. As soon as you open the door, there's just monsters around this sort of small sandbox-like area. You kill the monsters, and you get coins from the monsters, and there's loot boxes and chests from the crashed spaceship around, which you use to, like, open. They'll yeah. have random perks in there, like you have a ukulele. Yeah. The ukulele is... It chains, light, it chains attacks together, so if you're shooting an enemy and they're close to another enemy... They like hit, get hit by lightning, and it's like a chained lightning effect. Ooh. If you pick up a knife, your all your da- all your attacks do bleeding damage. If you pick up the teddy bear, you take less damage. If you pick up the energy drink, you sprint faster. So it's all these sort of perks that you pick up from these from these cases, and they're all stackable as well. So you can have like an eight stack of energy drink. So you're sprinting around like the fucking energizer bunny, or you can uh, yes, uh, and uh, essentially this game once you have enough coins there's a teleporter slash altar it's this it's this like little blood uh, not blood but it's this little altar looking thing you go up to it and you summon a boss and yeah. this boss will be like a giant lava worm or Ooh, it like can that. be a, a giant stone totem it can be a giant octopus like flying in the sky and they'll bring hordes of enemies with them Ooh. and essentially kill the boss and it's get, and once you kill the boss just kill all the other enemies in the area you'll get money from them as well you can go buy more chests in the area if you want to buy more chests sure and then once that's done you go to the teleporter again and it teleports you to a whole new level yeah and you'll take your stats and you'll take your uh, your buffs and everything with you and then after that it's essentially rinse repeat but the levels get harder and harder and harder to the point where at the end of it you, you're screwed you you it's yeah, it's a bit of risk reward in regards of uh, what loot you get. Sometimes you get really, really shit loot. Sometimes you get four of the same item that you don't, you know, you don't need energy cans anymore because you're moving pretty fast. Yeah, or your character doesn't need to move fast, whatever it might be. Okay, um, it's best played with friends, hundred percent. The score and the sound design is fantastic. Yeah, it is sure. on every console: Switch, PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Nice. Um, and it is thirty dollars on PC, forty dollars on consoles. It is. The best indie game I've played. I give it four out of five. Wow. My only uh, negative is uh, it's it is definitely play with mates. If you play, you can play it single player, but it gets a little monotonous and boring. Yeah. Um. And the developers are constantly adding in new levels, new bosses. Yeah. Uh, and uh, new classes to play. So sim- similar to uh, your Dead Cells. Okay. Yeah. Nice. It looks a lot of fun, man. That looks like the kind of game that 
I would like to play. The graphics are simple enough. It's not like anything mind-bending, but it's so simple, it's beautiful. But see, that's the thing about those graphics, right? Like, yeah, when you do your blocky graphics or yeah. like stylized graphics, that, that makes a game, like, it's almost timeless because yeah. of the fact that you've chosen a style you've not tro- chosen to be ultra-realistic you know, cutting edge yeah. graphics. You know, we're going to make this realistic because in two years' time, it's going to look like a piece of shit. Exactly. So they've, do- they've done something that I, I quite like is they keep that... They're focusing on the gameplay rather than focusing on how you know the the look and feel was so, such. And yeah, that, that makes a massive difference. There's so many pretty games that play shit. Like this is a good, this is a a good playable game that looks pretty cool because of the style they've chosen afterwards. Yeah, I'd uh, I'd definitely say pick it up. Um, it could even be something to pick up on the Switch for for you or even Little Fuzz. But I think Little Fuzz will love this. Yeah, All right, um, nice. So I'd say yeah, give us us on the Switch. Nice one. There yeah. we go. Risk of Rain two. Four to five. Thank you very much. Uh, and then literally, like, that game was, uh, hey, have you heard of Risk of Rain 2? No. And then two seconds later on my Steam account, you know, Shrimp and uh, G-Man was just like, yeah, here's a code. You know, play, have, a, have a bit of a play with us, all that sort of stuff. And yeah. it's, it's really nice seeing, like, you know, playing with a group of mates where you change games every now and then, but then go back to your staple. And this game, I think, is now a staple. Like, yeah, this game cool. is, like, you know, Tuesday nights, Risk of Rain. Yeah. <laughs> Risk of Rain, Nat. Well, it's, it's really good. Nice yeah. one. I want to get you on more indies this year. It's the year of the indie. They did also recommend, like, if you love this game, you'll love Dead Cells, man. you got to check that out. <laughs> I've heard of Dead Cells. See? It's not just me. I'm not crazy. Um, well, yes, there we go. Thank you for that. Speaking of not being crazy, I played a game this week. Yes. I had a lot of fun with it. It's called Neo 2. Noir 2? Noir. Noir 2. Yes. Uh, Neo 2, it is the uh, sequel to the first game, Neo, funnily enough. What is Neo about? What is the story of Neo? Look, let's just say that you are some sort of half-demon, half-man creature thing called a yokai. Sounds like Dante from Devil May Cry. Please go on. <laughs> you know, Dante, but, like, interesting. And <laughs> No, it's... Um, it's a, if you've heard of games like Dark Souls... Yes. Uh, Neo is the spiritual successor to Dark Souls... It's taken a lot of the uh, the ideas from the Dark Souls series, yep. made, like refined them, made them, you know, given them a, a very heavy sort of Japanese style. Yeah. Uh, whereas Dark Souls is very sort of medieval inspired kind of stuff. This is a very Japanese uh, focus. Uh, so the first um, uh, the first game you play is a very specific character. This game you get to characterize your own you know, creation. Yeah. And you would love like the customization. Shit. It's the first thing you do when you get in the game is you're like, here, customize your character. <laughs> And it is crazy how detailed you can get. Okay. You can go down to give this guy, like, I gave my guy heterochromia, which is like where you've got... Uh, A testicle for eyes. the nose. That's right. <laughs> different colored eyes. And yeah. it fitted into this scar that I put through one of his eyes. Yeah. I just turned it white. So he's got this white eye with this big scar across his face. It looks fucking cool. Uh, all right, cool. So, but yeah, like, there's some really cool customization options. There's new, like, there's always... And you're always picking up kind of a little bit dungeon crawly because you go into these sort of uh, like little biomes and you crawl around and you defeat the enemies and you gather up loot and you upgrade your gear sounds like risk of rain too <laughs> yes but yeah the, the, the system they've got they have like all of these like you know the the amount of different combinations of um of options within the armor sets and the weapon sets is fucking ludicrous mm. like the the way that you customize the game style like the fighting style is entirely up to you they've got short swords they've got these giant long swords they've got this metal chain with a sickle on the end of it they've got tomfa uh, they've got like so, it's crazy like all these weapons it sounds that you're fun fight. yeah and you can you you've got within each of those weapon sets you've got a low medium and high stance 
that all do different kinds of you know fast attacks or hard attacks. Yeah, and it's it's just the way that you combine it together fits in with your style. A little bit like uh, Monster Hunter World. Kind of a little bit like that. Some of the weapons are as ridiculously big as those as well. Yep. To a point where it's like, I actually just, I was like, I know this is a really cool weapon because it does a lot of damage. I just don't like the look of this giant fuck-off hammer that's almost twice as big as me hanging on my back. It, yeah. Like, it looks stupid. How is it, uh, I would say, difficulty compared to the lower range of the uh, of the spectrum in regards to Jedi Fallen Order? Yeah. To Dark Souls Bloodborne. What's the difficulty range like? This is one of the hardest games you will ever play. So I'm not playing it. Yeah. It's like I don't need to break my new TV. Yeah, it is it is one of the hardest games you will ever play. It's it is so difficult. Everything is about um, this this sort of risk reward scenario. So you've got yeah. these different save points in the ma- in like individual maps, which are called shrines. Every time you save at the shrine, kind of like with Fallen Order and uh, Dark Souls, every time you save, all the enemies respawn in the universe. Yeah. So you you can see, yeah you can, you're trying to always get to that next shrine or the end of the level and you're pushing through and every time you die you lose all of the experience you're carrying all the the money the weapon like it, Shit, it just all goes yeah. down into this like like a little bonfire kind of thing and you have to go back and touch that to retrieve those you know that experience and if you don't get that then you can't you know level up your character and which you can only do at the shrines, which then resurrects all the enemies. Like, like Jedi, this, yeah. Yeah, there's this real payoff, risk-reward kind of system. Yeah. Um, and it's it's crazy. And the, the, the level designs are, are very are very simplistic, but they, they're, they're awesome in their simplicity. Like, they go here, the enemies, all still, like, they're all still hiding in the same spot. So you know where the, you learn eventually where they all are, Yeah, which way is going to suit your style the best. You could go through and completely wipe out the whole level if you're skilled enough, or just leave them and skip past and you know special areas. It's what, just really cleverly designed. What uh, time frame is this sort of game? Is it like a Surge Two? Is a very similar game in that regards, yeah. but that's a high future sort of stuff. What's the? So this is like feudal Japan. So you're okay. uh, yeah, you're essentially like a Ronin samurai kind of character, like Sekiro, kind of like Sekiro. So Sekiro is. Um, was this new style it was kind of Dark Souls meets Tenchu meets yep. Neo it was like they, they freed up the movement of the character so you're jumping around and swinging about and doing all sorts of stuff Yeah. whereas uh, Neo focuses on very much you're staying on the ground you're dodging, rolling dodging, rolling blocking like that kind of thing everything you do costs you energy so you know yeah, if you, Dark Souls yeah yeah it's very much like this management you're always managing something I'm surprised you haven't Broken something. <laughs> I see. I love these games. Like I loved the first Neo. It was a game that I really enjoyed. I go back to the original Dark Souls series, which was called Demon Souls. Yeah. And it was brought out in Japan. I remember ordering that in specifically from Japan. Used to get in games like you'd set up fake accounts. And what about uh, and how'd you go like Dark Souls Three? I didn't like Dark Souls Three. I thought it was a little bit too hard. No, I just didn't. I thought it was more of the same. Okay. What about um, uh, like Bloodborne? I never played Bloodborne to be honest, so it's hard. Yeah, I, I didn't get past I'd, the first boss. Uh, look, and that—that's what the, like every single level boss in this game is like ridiculously hard. It took me about three to five hours to play through the first level, and then I finally got through the first boss. I was like, "Yeah, this is great!" And then it came up with the title card, Neo Two. I was like, "Holy shit, that's the fucking training level!" Yeah, and it's it's ridiculous. So. I think you just like it's one of those games you need to experience to understand what's happening. It is so much fun. It is so detailed. It is deeply complex, deeply addictive. I think the the biggest downer for me on this one was that it's 
pretty much just a prettier version of the first game. Then they didn't really change any of the uh, dynamic controls or anything. Not really, and uh, I think it's like they've added some new elements to the game. Yes, they've yeah, they've added a couple of things which make it a bit better. Yeah, there's some ways that you can like. You get to transform yourself into from your human form into like a demon form. Okay. And like, like Devil yeah, May Cry. for special moves and stuff like that. Um, which again, which you can customize depending on some of the characters that you defeat. Yeah. And so there's some really cool aspects of that, but I think it just it feels like they've just took the first version and go, what's broken about this? You know, what could we do better? They fixed it up, but they haven't really added like enough new stuff, I think, to make this like a perfect game. It's okay. not doing. It's not pushing the boundaries hard enough. I think. From um, you know, Neo was I think about three or four years ago. It was a while ago because you tried to get me to play it a couple of years back, and uh, yeah. you said Dark Souls, and I went no, <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah, it's uh, look. I, I think it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Anyone who liked Neo, anyone who likes Dark Souls, will immediately like this game. It is that mold, and it it will be. I guarantee the most challenging game that anyone plays this year. Like, right? I. I I have no doubt about it. Like some of the and some of the boss designs are fucking crazy. Is it, uh, it, so you can transform into a demon. I assume that some of the sort of the uh, the enemies roaming around the land uh, or levels, whatever, are more of that demonic uh, mythology. There's demons and humans yeah. and all sorts. So there's a lot of variety in the uh, the enemy style. But Sekiro is all just people, isn't it? Uh, Sekiro, no. Well, they've got they've got sort of. Demon-esque type warriors, okay. like, but yeah, they're more grounded in reality. Like yeah. the size of some of those characters are like, well, you know, clearly monsters. So. Yeah, but yeah, I think this is more of that mythical kind of side to it. So. Yeah, mythical, magical things. So I, I, look, I love it. Like there was a level that I played for ages that I couldn't get past. I had all these Medusa-like characters going through. They're sort of like mid-level bosses. Yeah, and they were just like Medusa, so they'd freeze you and like. You know, wrap themselves around you like bite on your head and like just crazy characters does your uh, your character and his his or her uh, armor and weapons and stuff like if you get scratched across the chest does it rip the front of no, your chest no not out? really um, it, it's, it's more of a like that's just your armor and uh, yeah, yeah. alright but yeah so you don't get any wear and tear in that stuff but it's what I, yeah that's 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 the that's the selling point for me is the wear and tear <laughs> yeah no it is look it's a lot of fun. I think there's a lot to a lot to enjoy about this game, especially for people who like challenging, uh, complex, deep games. I think that's the the game for you, the game style for you. Yeah, right. Uh, but there we go. So, look, if I had to give this a score out of five, which I do because that's how we do this show, yeah. I'm going to give it a four point five. Four point five. That's a nearly perfect. Just, just again, not enough different to give it that that extra half a point. Is that highest we've done so far this year? Maybe. Probably. I yeah. think so. I think it's definitely the best game I've played this year. Shit. There we yeah. go. Well, uh, well, yeah. Next week, I will have the uh, a, a more in-depth review of the uh, the two new Rainbow Six uh, Siege operators. There is, of course, the new Division Two DLC that goes back to New York. Oh yeah, Warlords of New York. Yeah, yeah uh, I'm actually going to take a look at that as well. I don't know whether that'll be next week or week after or whenever that'll be. But I love, I, I love the fact that their fix to their problem is to take it out of Washington and go back to New York because that's what people wanted. New York is a fantastic. If they, if they come out with fucking the Division Three and it's still in New York, I'll be very disappointed. Nah. Maybe, maybe they go to Philadelphia. <laughs> I keep saying like LA. LA. LA's too flat, man. LA's boring. They need to go to. Yeah, a but then you San have Francisco. like really cool missions inside film San studios. San Francisco would be cool. Film studio missions, man. Who? What? Yeah, it'd be <laughs> wicked. You could go on the Warner Brothers tour. <laughs> yeah, but like you know, they're holding like fucking chemicals inside the the Walt Disney Vault. 
<laughs> Whatever. Sure. Yes, I'm going to take a look at that as well, well probably within the next month or so. Nice one. And uh, I'm in the middle at the moment of reviewing a game as well for next week, so I'm excited about that. Started to start playing uh, properly tonight. I've set myself up. Yeah. I'm, I'm ready to go. And we got Doom coming out very soon. I'm oh, very yeah. butt oh, wet. Oh, yeah. It's exciting. Very butt wet. It's that time of year. Well, look, uh, we've got lots to review, lots to get to. We're excited to be talking about it. So we will see you guys back next week. And we're not on this week's episode of Nerd. That is correct. I mean, yeah, so just don't listen in. I mean, download it, but just don't listen because you, know, <laughs> you don't need to. Uh, look, we're reminding you as well today that we are brought to you by Culture Jock Collectibles. Yes. The lovely team down there. Michael is the man. He does the things he's that got all some, your nerdy desires He's got requires. some new Dragon Ball Z statues that have just came in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he's got, uh, of course, a Goku one. He's got a new Trunks, a Freezer, a Kid Goku from Dragon Ball, and a dope Vegeta. Okay. Yeah. Everybody needs a dope Vegeta in their life. And there's uh, Emerald City uh, Comic Con Funkos. They'll be coming at some point. They have just been delayed, but uh, when they do get released, Michael always gets them in. Damn you, virus. Yeah. Uh, but yes, uh, there Speaking we go. Speaking of Division 2. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, look, um, uh, in the meantime, uh, this is Spicy Dan reminding you that if you're playing Neo 2, uh, you're already good. But if you're not playing Neo 2, you should play it because then you'll get good. And this is Duty reminding you to play with each other and to play with yourself.